Need all flight crews to report to their designated areas immediately. Major. Marlin. Sir. Good morning. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, we will be looking at Independence Day, the 20-year-old movie that is now, finally, getting the sequel that it deserves. <laughs> well, does it deserve one? I'm not really sure. We'll find out in our discussion. But joining me yet again is one Mr. Alex Duwehi. Alex, welcome back. Thank you. Feels like it's been, it's been a while. Yeah, not 20 years, but it's, it's been a while. <laughs> but we would like to welcome you back to Thank discuss you. this movie, obviously. Uh, maybe, do you have a little bit to, to uh, say that you've been entertained by recently? Not, not really, I mean... You've you been know, busy, I know. I, it's, it's just been busy one after the other. I still haven't gotten out to see Civil War or Apocalypse yet. That's coming soon. Um, my wife and I are still on our low-budget horror kick. Uh, we watched a movie last night called One Missed Call. It was uh, pretty. I think I heard about that. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining as people are getting calls about uh, it's them leaving themselves a voicemail from mm -hmm. the future during the time that they are dying. So interesting. Pre pretty interesting. Low budget. Lots of a few scares. Uh, lots of laughter. That's what we've been enjoying lately. Um, I've been watching the new seasons of American Ninja Warrior because those are always entertaining. American Ninja Warrior. Every time I watch these shows, I want to be like a Ninja Warrior. And then like when we were walking out to the park, I tried to climb just a tree, that like didn't work a out. really easy tree with a huge branch that was able to support my weight. I'm not going to be an American Ninja <laughs> Warrior anytime soon, but they're fun to watch. Um, other than that, just just trying to you know keep up with the bills and stuff like that. I've been playing a little bit of Black Ops. Blots? Uh, yeah, on uh, Xbox One because it's backwards compatible now. Mm -hmm. You know, Left 4 Dead. Did you ever play that? Yeah, that's I did. That's backwards compatible today. Yep, that's awesome. Um, yeah, getting back into the swing of things a little bit. Destiny released their expansion or their their titled expansion that's going to come in September, I think. So 
What's it called? Something about iron? Rise of Iron, I think it's called. Um, haven't looked too much into it, but, you know, pretty exciting. New content for Destiny fans. Destiny fans, you know. <laughs> we'll have to you know, blow off that dust and maybe get back into the game. We'll see. Um, Madden's right around the corner. Mm. The Gronk edition. Mm-hmm. So that should be pretty exciting. But uh, other than that, um, not too much. What about you? <sighs> been ready. Get, been trying to get ready for this house move. Yeah. So that's been taking up all my time. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been kind of paying attention with E3. Uh, it was this past week, so been in- entertained by some of the conferences out there. Sure. Uh, I've done my breakdown of the Xbox conference and my thoughts on some of their ones on the Play Some Video Games podcast, so go check that out. Other than that, nothing. I mean, it's just been busy. I've been... As far as games go, I'm trying to remember. I've been playing some Peggle too. I think that's about the most of the Peggle. games I've been playing. That's all you got some achievements. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, uh, I I can't remember playing anything else. If I have, I'm pretty sure it's just been Peggle too for me lately. <laughs> yeah, every time I sit down with you and you're like, you know, I'm like, oh, what you been entertained by, Nathan? I always feel like you're gonna whip out this big long scroll <laughs> of everything that you played or watched in the last mm, week. So those days seem to be long gone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hear you. Life's catching up, but it's good that we're kind of in the same boat now. So yeah. that's good. So, without further ado, let's get into this movie. Let's get into Independence Day. What do you think? Well, for, I can't believe this movie is 20 years old. 20 years when old. When you said that, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Because like when I think of 20-year-old movies, I think of movies like in the 70s and the mm-hmm. 80s that are almost not even watchable anymore because the the you know visual stimulation is so outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was an amazing movie. <laughs> it still stands. It's like the quintessential I 90s know, action movie, isn't it? Exactly. Like alien invasion. They just don't make these kinds of movies anymore. Like, you know, like the over-the-top corny, but mm-hmm. like in a cool way. Like when they're walking, smoking the cigars. Uh-huh. Yes! It's the best thing of my life. Um, this movie's like, what? Two and a half hours? It, and it doesn't feel like it at all. It's paced really well. and They have a lot to tell in that two they hour do. and a half hours. And you know what? It's not like they spend the first hour dragging on the, the, the approaching alien vessels. It, from the get-go, mm-hmm. they do a little bit of background on the characters, and then the ships start appearing, and it's like, you know, six hours later in movie time, which is like 20 minutes, and it's just, it's on. Mm-hmm. And it's just great. And, and, and... I really feel the different acts that are in this movie, mm-hmm. and with it being two and a half hours, it's it's, it's well paced. You know. The, well, I think you get the different acts because it has the July second, July third, July fourth, Act One, well, Act Two, Act Three. Well, <laughs> right, but I mean, even even uh, you know, if you take that out, we uh-huh. don't know what the days are. You know, you get the aliens showing oh, up. Right, right. You get Will Smith's story. Mm-hmm. You get uh, you know, you get the the attack and the resistance and everything like that and it just culminates into this huge event at the end. Oh, I love how the stories are all different characters. They line up brilliantly. 
I love that they only had a $75 million budget and are approaching a billion. I, I mean, you just don't see that in movies nowadays. Now they either have a huge budget and it, it, it's a huge name that gets them that money, yep. or they, you know, they have a really low budget and it's it's kind of f- fractionally their budget is and then their you know sales and their box office is just fractional as opposed to their box office their budget, but they just don't make movies like this anymore. It's just it, it's. And how all the countries unite, mm-hmm. you know, it's just for mankind. Um, the speech that uh, I think it's kind of funny that, that the Americans are the only ones to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's like everyone's yeah. just sitting around. We're what do we holding do? ourselves pretty high and mighty there, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, you know how it's all for one kind. That President Whitmore gives that powerful speech, and you know, uh, it, it's just it's one really, of the greatest movie speeches of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's really uplifting. Um, I don't know how the sequel's gonna top it. I, I mean, I'm really excited about it regardless, but this is like your classic, what action movie can I watch that's about an alien invasion? This is the one. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, there's not really another one, in my opinion, that's in that same league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I was, I was really happy when I heard about the sequel, though. Yeah, I mean, I was too, because thinking back, I mean, in the 90s, I was always... I loved this movie when I was a kid because mm-hmm. this movie came out and I was nine years old, I believe. And, you know, it captures, it, it's that perfect, like, Star Wars type of thing where people go to the theater and they see this happen. They're like, oh, this is so amazing. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of had that effect for me. Not to the same level that Star Wars had, obviously, but still, it, it was it was really, it captured my imagination as a child and it's kept with me all this time. That's why mm-hmm. I still have it and I still have it with high regard. I mean, you watch it back now, I was watching the Blu-ray, there's some some effects that just don't hold up you know, to what you should would see today. But 20 years ago, yep. I mean, you factor that into the account. Like, this is not a bad movie. Right. I mean, this is before The Matrix, before Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Um, I think it's the same time frame of uh, the first Jurassic Park, I think maybe two or three years later. So, I mean, just kind of in perspective of what was out there. And it's a great, just, even if... A lot of movies today come out and they're just action movies, you know, shut off your brain and whatever. You could say that about this movie, I guess, but it actually had a decent story uh, and a a decent plot and understanding what was happening with the characters and how they were going to be able to try to fight the attack off. And Mm -hmm. it had a clear, you know, there there wasn't a, a... when it's a man versus man type story, there's always a stupid plot about why the world's going to be destroyed or someone taking it over. But when it's an alien invasion story, you can get away with, you know, okay, this is the imminent threat. This is what we got to do to stop it. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, like you said, unites around, you know, taking this um, alien race down, mm-hmm. you know, preserving yourself, defending yourself. So it was really cool to see this movie again. It had been a long time since I've actually watched it. And I, it, probably because I can I can tell you beat for beat what happens in this movie. I've seen it so many times. I had right. the VHS growing up that I used to watch too, and I had it on DVD. They had this like gold, or no, the silver thick DVD box that I had for some reason. That nice. I don't know why it was thick or anything, but it was like a special edition. I was like, oh yeah. So I mean, I've seen this movie so many times, but you know, it's got a great cast. Like you said, it's got Will Smith, uh, and I think this is prime time for him too. This is right about the Men in Black time, and yep. all his movies were kind of like coming out, and. It had it had Jeff Goldblum, who was, you know, a big part of Jurassic Park at that point as well. 
and you had he's one of my favorites to watch. Oh man. yeah, he's just natural. It's and I'm funny. glad to see that he's in the sequel too because that'll yeah. be fun to see what he's doing. And I mean, he was he was definitely a a Jeff Goldblum character in oh, yeah, this for sure. in this movie. So it was one of those one of those movies that the the casting and everything just kind of fits. And the one thing I didn't really like, eh, I didn't know. I guess I won't say I don't like about it. it was a side plot about the the farmer guy. Um, Russell Case, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, it, it's probably just all for the culmination of him going in at the end and blowing up the right. The just ship. your average Joe mm-hmm. that his kids didn't really look up to, mm-hmm. and everybody in the town thought he was crazy. Yeah, it was just kind of interesting. I mean, that plot could have been cut out for a tighter f- film, I think. I agree. But you know, at the same time, it was. I, I understand why it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Brent Spinner's character. You know, the guy that yep. plays Data on Star Trek. He was. He was the, the crazy, wily guy. and I heard he's going to be back for the sequel. He looked dead. He looks dead, but, I mean, he could have been in a coma or something like that. It's, I would have figured that, I mean, I guess it was never definitive, oh, he's dead or he's alive, because the uh, Casey Affleck's character, I forget what his name is in the movie, yep. but he goes up there and he, he, like, you know, does the pulse on him, and you don't... Nobody rushes over to give him medical assistance Right, I mean, anything. you just kind of assume from the look on his face, his eyes are open, there's no expression. He's not breathing. Like, it doesn't look like he's breathing, at least. <laughs> like you said, it's an alien invasion movie. <laughs> they can kind of just right. do what they want. Um, but but that I scene heard he's was back really cool. for the sequel, and I'm not... I'm, looking, you know, I'm not upset about that. I'd like to see him again. Yeah, I want there... If he is in the, back, in the, in the sequel, though, I want there to be a reason why he's still alive or give him some sort of... This happened to me because of this type mm-hmm. thing. Because I know, in in the trailer for the new one, the president character is back. Obviously, he's not the president anymore, but right. he's like he has a connection with him. He had the the psychic vision when he connected with him. Yep. Spinner's character would be the same way. He yeah. would have that same kind of vision too. So that was that was creepy. I remember seeing that for the first time when he was using his vocal cords, uh-huh. and you you kind of get an idea of why the aliens are there for the very first time. Yeah. They don't really have a real reason or rhyme. It's just. You know, what do you want? Can we make peace? No, no peace. What do you want? I want you to die. Mm-hmm. That's That strikes it hard mm-hmm. right there. That's how you know it's on. Mm-hmm. And I love that little scene where it's like, is this is this glass bulletproof? No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Bam. And then That's Casey Affleck's character goes over and puts three more in him after he's... That's good. I mean, I guess you don't know where his heart or brain or anything is, so you just want to make sure you're adequately shoot them everywhere i mean you don't even know but you know we know that their bodies are just as fragile as ours that's why mm-hmm. they wear the armor mm-hmm. so it, it's i don't like alien movies that they're so far inhuman that it's like almost impossible to kill them mm-hmm. i like the ones where because that that's how i kind of think any organism that's out there living in space their body is just going to be as frail as ours you know what i mean so realistic very realistic in mm-hmm. terms of as much as it can be for an alien yeah. movie. And, you know, talking about the movie, too, and different characters and stuff, and I really like the the weaselly character that was a secretary of defense. Like, the whole time for the yeah. movie, he just not he was not a good character that you want to root for or anything. And I love at the end, you're vindicated or, you know, the president's like, you're fired. You yeah. know, I, I loved it. it was, it's a great storytelling from all the different aspects, characters, Visually, it tells a story. Obviously, they blow up. Uh, so they center above in New York. They center above the Empire State Building. You know, they blow up from there. In Washington, D.C., it's above the White House. White House, yep. In L.A., it's above the Citibank bu- Building. I think it's the Citibank Building. I'm not sure. But it's a, the tallest building in L.A. 
I wish they would have showed us where they were settling above other places in in the in the world. Yeah. Like where were they settling above Big Ben in London? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where were they at, in Dubai? Where were they at in Australia? We saw that right. there was a down ship in Australia. Yeah, just to get some more um, monumental uh, shots there, like a little montage of different countries. Because I mean, the Citibank building, eh? You know, the White House was, I think, the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just kind of like our. That's the scene that you always see when yep. people think. Oh, you I know, I think that's the scene that they put maybe even on the cover. Probably uh, with the the um, you know ship hovering over that that that's big for us as Americans, but. To put it into perspective of the entire world, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. like the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do in the new movie with the landmarks and stuff, because you know they have to they have to blow up something else. Like, oh, that's yeah. a landmark, absolutely. And it can't just be a, a United States landmark; it has to be something else, because they've pretty much blown up all the U.S. stuff at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what else is there? There's some stuff in Chicago, I guess. There's stuff down in Atlanta or Dallas or other areas, but. I mean, they, they took us hard in mm-hmm. this movie, the whole world. So uh, uh, in the next movie, we need to see, even though it's 20 years later, we need to see a completely transformed world. Maybe a world that's, you know, been rebuilt, but it needs to be completely different than, you know, what we saw here. It mm-hmm. can't be the same. So I'm hoping that they do that. But I really worry about the sequel. I just, without repeating the same plot over again. Right. And it has to, to some aspect, it has to be the same plot because they're back, right? That's the whole tagline. Well, yeah, it says that on the little trailer poster, it says, uh, we've had 20 years to prepare, dot, 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 so have they. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they're going to be upset what we so did. So basically, they installed the firewall. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to come back so we can't upload a virus. That's up. right. You know, we work in IT, so it's it's funny to see things like that. But right. It, I think it ages well, right? Because if they're going in terms of not that wasn't just the alien invasion, it, that's a piece of history at this point, right? Mm-hmm. In 1996, that was the technology that was available to us at the time. So that's how we fought them, right? To some extent, it looks old to us, but it, it's like a it's like a historic moment. So it ages well. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know you see a movie where someone pulls out this brick. Yeah. It's a cell phone. You just can't get into it. it. This was what was available at the time. It doesn't center around. I mean, it, it centers around it to some extent, but it doesn't. It, it's not like a wow. Look how old this movie is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure they'll do something with that again. Uh, with um, what's his name being back, Jeff Goldblum. But uh, and and it looks like they're going to explain Will characters. Uh, Will Smith's characters. Will characters. Will characters. You know, <laughs> that that uh, celebrity. I, I guess he died. You know, mm-hmm. um, shoot down any comeback rumors. But I, I heard this is going to be part of a trilogy. So really? I, yeah, that's what I heard. So I'm pretty excited. I mean, again, I'm not going to hold it too much, uh, you know, have too high expectations for this. Because I don't think it's going to be better than this. This is it. This was the movie. Do you have the numbers of how much this movie actually made? $817 million $817. On a $75 million budget. That's, that's what's big. Up. That's big in, in $96. Absolutely. I mean, what was an average movie ticket at that point? Like maybe five bucks? Five bucks if Six that. at that. Yeah, yeah. that's at the um, you know premium theaters, mm-hmm. premium showings. I but... mean, now they're edging on 20 at some places. So, mm-hmm. But this is great, though. Like the band's back. The director's back. The producer's back. Same writers. It, it, it's... Different guy for the music. Yeah. Which... But I think it's okay. I don't know who's doing it for this next movie. See, but... it's got to be just as... like 
uplifting mm-hmm. and just over the top Armageddon style. Like that's what I want to see. I want to see some good action. We're gonna see some good special effects because mm-hmm. it's 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the actors are decent for the most part. You know, they brought a lot of them back. I'm excited, but this is the the staple. This is the standard right here, and I don't think it can be beat. Please, I'm happy if it proves me wrong. I but I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to live up to. Like you said, we both grew up with this movie, right? Yeah. So this is a a sequel that we never thought we'd get. We didn't really need, but now we're getting it. We're going to be comparing it to this movie, so it's going to be difficult, like you said, mm-hmm. to live up to this mark. Um, but I think, I mean, it could be done, but it's going to be over the top. I, this next movie, go into it with the expectation of this is a follow-up to a 90s sci-fi movie. Yep. Don't go into it with the expectation of this is going to be another interstellar or something like that. Right. Where it's going to be cerebral and questioning your existence or things like that. No. This is an alien invasion movie. It's going to be effects driven. Exactly. And it has to, they have to make the, with, with all the other stuff that's out in today's movie world, they have to make the aliens more ter- much more terrifying. Mm-hmm. They, it needs, they need to be visceral. Like all the action sequences need to be like just super intense. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to focus as much on the story because they're not going to beat this story. It's going to be recycled. Mm-hmm. That's what the movie is. Yeah, That's the expectation you go in with. You'll be, you'll be happy, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, it's kind of funny. So this movie is two and a half hours long, Independence Day. And we've pretty much discussed, like, a lot of the points. I mean, we've grown up with this movie. But there's not a ton. You have to really see this movie to understand it. It's visual, Absolutely. It's very visual. Like, the story you can tell is, the plot is, aliens invade Earth, uh, destroy stuff, humans fight back. Right. There you go. And when I kind of, I, I, I made my wife watch this movie with me. My wife. I made my wife. <laughs> um, when I was telling her about it, I was like, you want to watch Independence Day with me? She's like, oh, I don't know. What's it about? Oh, it's about an alien invasion. She rolls her eyes. But when you start watching it. It, ha- it has a good hook that right. keeps it going. It, yeah. it does. And, I mean, you know, normally it's like she's... Maybe an hour in, if it's not like her cup of tea, she'll kind of start getting antsy. Two and a half hours, right there, the whole time. That's just that's just a good movie right there. It can mm-hmm. appeal to all audiences, even if you're not super, you know, sci-fi. It's more about just like a post-apocalyptic world, or you know, standing together as mankind. They got a deep level stories going on. They're not going to be able to recreate that. Movies like this are hard to come by nowadays. Uh, so. That's why Independence Day is always going to be one of my favorite movies. Um, so I'm really excited there's a sequel. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much wraps up our discussion. On it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a quick discussion, but, I mean, it's a great movie. I definitely recommend it. And I think that if you haven't seen Independence Day, because it's been 20 years, there's probably people that haven't seen it mm-hmm. and that are wondering about Resurgence. Go see it. See it first you before you to. see Insurgence. You have to. Resurgence. So. I don't know, maybe see Resurgence first and then see the greatness that was Independence Day. I don't know. It's It might be hard to go back yeah, at that point. And you, but you might appreciate Resurgence more if you see it first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would recommend seeing Independence Day first and then go to see Insurgence. But, yeah, I mean, Independence Day at this point is... Who hasn't? I mean, it's been very pervasive like on TV and stuff, just like normal TV at oh, yeah. points. But, I mean, it, it could be that no one's seen it at this point that 
who was born like in the 2000s or something like that. I don't know. They were pu- they were pushing it hard. I mean, Fandango now gave Fandango. They gave free copies of it away of the digitally remastered HD version away over this past weekend. They may do something again this weekend, so look out for that. Um, but I mean, they're they're pushing the advertising for the first Independence Day really hard. And I, have you bought your tickets yet to go see? Not yet. Okay, so over at Carmike, they're actually doing a double header. That's the only showing that you can see of Independence Day is a double header showing the first Independence Day. Really? At, and it starts at five, and then the second one, uh, Resurgence, is it Resurgence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, starts at eight. Otherwise, I mean, it's the same price for one movie, so it's like, it's a you know double feature. I, I'm gonna try to get a ticket. I won't be able to make the first one. Maybe I'll go like halfway through and just mm-hmm. catch you know the last. After the get, invasion begins. Yeah, exactly. But um, that's what they're doing. I mean, they're they're really capitalizing on the success of the first Independence Day to drive sales for the second one. I don't know what that says about the second one, but. Um, I mean, it certainly says a lot about the first one. I think they're trying to, with it being 20 years removed, trying to drum up the, oh, yeah, you have factor. To. Yeah, you have to. Plus, it's like the, the, the interesting part of the movie at the beginning is you don't know what these aliens are, what they're about, what their motives are, what they look like, what they can do. But we already do. So mm-hmm. some of that is taken out. I mean, we expect a, a bigger ship, maybe, or, you know, many, many more aliens, maybe ones on the ground now mm-hmm. running through city. I don't know. But we kind of know what they look like. We know what they're capable of. So some of that, um, I don't know, buildup, I guess, is taken right. out of this movie. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you can reach the show at Entertaining Pod on Twitter. You can send us an email. That's entertaining at gmail.com. Alex, you're on Twitter. I am at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Also on Xbox Live. <laughs> and I am on Twitter at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. And on Xbox Live, I'm Spider Jedi. I do want to give a quick shout-out to um, our friends over at the Comic Nerds Unite podcast. I ran into them over at the Peoria Arts and Comics Expo this past weekend. Makes sense. Talk, yeah. Talk to them. <laughs> and... Uh, they uh, may be joining us at a future point at some point, either for this or for the League of Entertaining Gentlemen. Awesome. So it'll be nice to have them on board. And again, shout out to them. You can find their podcast. They also have a comic or a Star Wars podcast, Star Wars Nerds Unite. So go check them out. That's going to do it. I mean, it's a short episode. It feels kind of weird uh, wrapping up a little early, but hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. And we hope that you have been entertained.